0: About to witness a seismic
1: event. Now let the party begin. You're healthy. Radio addiction starts now. I'm a huge motorcycle madhouse on iHeartRadio. And welcome to episode 64. I'm James Hollywood Machikari and we got a hell of a show for you today. We have an interview with A-Bait of Michigan as well as Slider from uh, the Widow Sons. We're going to be talking about uh, motorcycle associations as well as why you want to join A-Bait. Anybody member of A-Bait right now, you're missing out. Like I said all the time, man, these guys know how to party, got their shit together, and most of all, they fight for your rights. So, let's join Slider's interview with the Widow Sons. Slider, how you doing? You're on the show live. What's up, my man? Yo, 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 what's up,
2: Hollywood? What's up, Marilyn? How you guys doing, Frank?
1: Eh, pretty good, man. We're just talking about associations. We're just talking about Lama, the uh, the Wicked Sons that you're in. But, uh, you know, talking about how cool these associations are, how they're centered around, uh, uh, you know, different kind of causes and stuff like that. And it's great to have you on the show, man, to figure out what you got.
2: I appreciate you calling in.
1: Rock and roll, man. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the Wicked Sons.
2: Uh, Yeah, the Wicked Sons. uh, Basically, like you said on the show, we're, we're a Masonic organization. You need to be a Freemason. Uh, in good standing, so you need to uh, make sure you're paying off all your dues and whatnot. Um, and that's pretty much it. You know, once uh, once you're a widow son, you're
1: uh, yeah. Here I just said wicked. Of, uh, My apologies, yeah. man. I said wicked. It's widow, so it's
2: <laughs> some guys can be wicked. You know how it is. <laughs> so how but, you, uh, you? know, we're just an association that pretty much like lama, except that you have to be a mason uh, in order to join it.
1: Right, Rockad. How did you get uh, started uh, in the Masons and stuff? Tell the people about the Masons, if you will. You know, not the secret stuff, but uh, what it's <laughs> about and all that yeah, stuff. I can't,
2: can't tell you the secret stuff. <laughs>
1: but
2: basically, uh, all, what it, what it really is is basically a fraternal organization that centers around philosoph- philosophies that are geared towards making people better people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fraternity, so it's only open to men. However, we do have women affiliation bodies, and uh, we also have other groups that are affiliated with the masons, such as the widow's Sons, uh, Shriners, for example, is another uh, group that's affiliated with those masons. So in order to be a, a shriner, you need to be a mason in good standing.
1: Right, right. Um, and
2: we do specialize in, in uh, like you mentioned, taking care of widows and orphans, especially if they're masons or Masons families, and uh, a, a great deal of charity
1: rock and roll. You know what I always see that one commercial out uh, well you're in uh, Illinois so uh, you probably see it uh, the Mason Hospital, man. That is uh, the Masonic uh, the Shriners Hospital. Jeez, that's a yep. that's a freaking effort right there, man. That little kid always gets me, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a great kid. He, we do a uh, special event every year called Special Bikes for Special Kids and and that that guy comes around he helps us out with it. Uh, it's a great show and it's always uh um Fat Tuesdays when it takes place. Uh, usually it's a diplomat West in Elmhurst.
1: Right. And that's... So a, a great oh, Elmhurst, of veterans, yeah.
2: We, we yeah. Yeah, we, we, raise, we raise money to buy bicycles for children. And some of these bicycles, if you're a special needs child, the uh, bicycles could be up to, you know, ten fifteen thousand dollars 15000 sometimes. So, uh, you know, we, we, we spend a lot of time working on these events. And, uh, you know, that's just a sample of what we do as, as Masons. And, uh, you know... Bikes and motor and service kinda of going hand in hand. So that's one of the things a lot of Whittleson uh join in and, and participate in.
1: Right, right. Hey, Jose says hi, man, from the south side.
2: The man fell up.
1: <laughs> hey man, you know what? You you out in the shy uh, Town, right? Yes sir. Man, I gotta come out there and get some Gina Judes, man. I'm dying. I'm with you on that, man. We'll we'll, we'll get some out to you. <laughs> man, you come out where I'm at now, man. It's a cow town. I can't see my Sears Tower. Man, I'm, I get homesick almost every <laughs> day. Well, I'm sure it's a good ride to get out there. You know, I just got to get get out there fast before the uh, hot dog goes cold. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, tell people about them hot dogs, man. They're best in the country. Yeah,
2: Gene and June's, you know, they're award-winning hot dogs uh, right out there in River Grove. But I tell you what's better than the hot dogs is their fries. They've got some great fries.
1: Right, right. Hey, you don't order ketchup either, man. They'll send you next door with, no. with a boot up your ass. That's right. <laughs> so how does one uh, go about, uh, you know, if they want to get involved with the widow sons and, you know, like, again, you got to be a mason first and stuff like that. But uh, how do you, you know, how do you get on track like that? Because a lot of people I know is going to shoot emails and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, it's a good question. So basically, right now we're seeing a big insurgence of, of new members because of the widow sons. Um, people are actually joining a, uh, masonry just to become a widow son, and, and that's great and everything. But as the widow sons, we want to make sure that they are also masons in good standing. So uh, we do walk you through the process, and we help you out. When um, if you ever reach out to a mason, you can reach you can actually email me. Anybody who's interested, my widow uh, son's email is. Uh, Should I say it out loud? Is it okay?
1: Yeah, go ahead, man.
2: All right. My my widow son's email is WS357Slider, and that's at Yahoo.com.
1: And when you guys uh, start uh, sending me emails, I'll just forward it to him.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. So basically, uh, you know, if anybody wants to reach out to me, I can uh, direct you to the best lodge to uh, get in touch with. Believe it or not, there are some fake lodges out there just to get some tax benefits. Uh, so I can find you the text uh, live that, that meets your needs, and uh, then from there we can find out which Little chapter if you're interested will uh, meet your needs as well. You know we've got chapters all over the place, uh, we're worldwide actually.
1: Right. Well, talking about worldwide, I remember because uh, I was telling you about the, the first degree and stuff like that, and one of the old right. and one of the old timers were telling me about during World War II. Now this is during World War II when the fighting was fierce and all that kind of stuff. And on opposite sides of the line, you know, the Japanese and an American, you know, they were shooting it out, and a ring was shown, you know, on both sides, and that Masonic symbol right there helped uh, that Japanese and that uh, American from killing each other. Yeah, you'll
2: hear a lot of stories like that once you uh, start digging. There's a really good story about uh, the Civil War that involves uh, a similar tale. Well, let's hear it. I, I don't really know it too much. I know that, that, that uh, one gentleman was killed and um, a uh, mason who was on the opposite side, I don't recall which side it was, but he actually tended to him and, and the uh, other uh, person who he, who was just shot was, uh, actually died in his arms. I, I don't really know the story, but uh, mm. you can Google it. And it's a pretty good story. It's uh, pretty sad.
0: Right, but right. It brings
2: out the, the, the brotherhood that we, you know, I, I know you understand brotherhood. And, uh, you know, any kind, of, any kind of organization that we have, just uh, like any MC or uh, fraternity, uh, as close as you are with your friends and whatnot, it becomes really a, a family and not really just a, a brotherhood or a fraternity.
1: Right, right. Now, you know, for those out there that are confused between uh, what a motorcycle club is and a motorcycle association, and, you, you know, since you're in an association, can you give them a better idea of uh, what the differences are?
2: Yeah, pretty, pretty much what you said before, you kind of have to have a cause. So, um, back in the days when we started off as Little Sons, we were, uh, an MC. We started off as an MC for the first couple of years, uh, around 1996. So we went through that process. And, um, after a while, we, you know, we, being masons and we tried to, uh, make sure we, we walked the proper line. So, um, we became an R, uh, RA, writing association. And I think besides having a cause, you know, there's obviously some tax benefits and, and, and stuff involved there. Uh, we can't raise a certain amount of money. We have to have the uh, sponsors and, um, you know, charities and whatnot, too. So there's a lot that we have to do uh, just to maintain the RA status, uh, you know, as, as, a, as a Mason group.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, does uh, the Widow Sons have, uh, you know, a process like the clubs do to go through? Or is it you just a mason and uh, you can come in as
2: a, a widow? Yeah, no, believe it or not, we're we operate exactly like a uh, regular MC. We do have a, a petitioner or a probate po- process. I was actually a probate for almost a year, um, and uh, we've got uh, you know full bylaws. Uh, our state has state bylaws, so every chapter in Illinois has to has to follow the state bylaws. Uh, so it's it, it's run just like an MC. Uh, the only difference is that we have you know, the RA on there. The RA? We are a a three-piece cut, and uh, we've got Illinois on the top top rocker.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, uh, another question that's going to be coming across. How do you guys interact with the uh, motorcycle clubs? Do they give you any uh, problems, or do you guys get along, go to parties, all that stuff?
2: Yeah, so because we're so big, we do have guys on, you know, for example, in Southern Illinois, uh, we've got guys that are, Pretty close with uh, the red and white, and uh, you know you've got guys in different areas that are you know growing up in small towns that are you know all buddy buddies. So you know, pretty much as masons we have to get along with everybody. So that's pretty much it. You know you go to a party you just have to treat everybody with respect and have fun.
1: Right, right. So you got no political, uh, you know, you know political causes or anything when it comes to the MC
2: Yeah, I don't think it's possible for us to have it because we're just so big, and uh, I don't want to say that we're so big that we're you know, too big, but mm-hmm. you know, just just like having chapters in every state possible, uh, you know, you've got, you know, chapters that are next to Mongols, you've got chapters next to Outlaws, so we're all over the place, and you know, you've you got to be you got to be cool with everybody just because we're all out here having a good time, and we all want to ride, and that's pretty much the ultimate game.
1: Right, right. Now, what's your uh, thoughts on what's going on in Cali, man, with this? Uh government trying to uh, go after the trademarks and how do you uh, feel like uh, if they are able to succeed how that affects you as an association yeah
2: we're right there in the same ballpark as everybody else you know we, we don't want to see it to ha- ha- happen and uh, I think it's just part of America going corporate you know so eventually uh, all the MCs will be sponsored by Pepsi and Coke and whatnot. so I think that's just kind of the way it's going
1: right right now you know, you know? now you know For people that don't really understand Masons and how this could affect, uh, you know, because I'm going to draw a conclusion here like that. Masons throughout history have actually been uh, discriminated against. They've been uh, sought after to be shut down, trials, the whole nine yards because people don't know what they're about and stuff like that. And this can be, you know, this is kind of what's happening uh, to the MCs right now with this case.
2: Yeah, that's exactly true. Uh, I mean, what's, what's the next step? You know, uh, um, if you take away our cuts, that's taking away our rights, and, and, you know, that goes against the Constitution right there. So there's an issue right there, and, uh, you know, let's see if the government's willing to uh, press it. But I think they're, they're looking for problems on it legally, I think, if they, you know, keep pushing that button. Right. But uh, You're right, though. You know, as Masonry, we we're, as Masons currently, uh, we're about 300 and so years old. Uh, however, um, we do have uh, an older history that goes back to the 1300s and even further. So, uh, you know, masonry uh, as it is now is exactly 301 years old. But uh, we've been around for a long time, um, and we have had a lot of persecutions. World War II, uh, you can find masons by wearing a certain tin. Uh Before that, uh, you know, they would just walk around uh, in Germany and whatnot. As Masons, and once uh, Germany went uh, socialist or fascist or whatever,
0: mm-hmm. they
2: had to go underground. So, very typical for, uh, for us, and you know, you just gotta be prepared, I guess.
1: Right, right. Now, for those, so on, we have all our symbols, right? <laughs> and, and you're not the Illuminati or uh, any of that crap, right? <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Officially, I, I don't think the Illuminati actually exists, but we do have an Illuminati chapter. That's uh, a play on words. right? Uh, for to, um, promotion.
1: Now, for those who uh, you know can't join uh, the Widows uh, because you got to be a Mason and stuff like that. Uh, how do you think joining a motorcycle association compared to a motorcycle club varies for somebody? Uh, I always thought motorcycle associations, because me, I actually you know, promote riding clubs and stuff like that, because MCs, it, it, it requires a lot of commitment. And a lot of people don't have that commitment, or when they get into it, they find out that they got uh, into something that they couldn't handle. Next thing you know, there's all kinds of problems for the club and stuff like that. But uh, wh- what do you think uh, b- down those lines?
2: I think that every chapter is a little bit different. Uh, for the Widowsons, um, my chapter, I'm in the 357 Brotherhood, and we are one of the most active chapters around. And, and we operate very much like an MC. Uh, we, we do stuff almost on a weekly basis. We've we got stuff going on. Um, I'm talking about, you know, every kind of event you can imagine. Besides that, if you're not a Mason, I think organizations like Lama, um it's more of a family thing. Just like the just like the Little Sons were a little bit more family oriented than an actual MC would be. I think that would probably be the primary difference difference besides having a organization or a uh, cause to, to circle around. But uh they're a little bit more fam or we're a little bit more family oriented. I think that's kind of a it's difference there that people have to acknowledge and, and want to be part of.
1: Right, right. Now, what do you, you know, finally? What do you think about how uh, the motorcycle community has become, especially in the MC stuff since the advent of internet and uh, our favorite uh, damn show uh, SOA and stuff like that? How do you think it's changed <laughs> over the time?
2: Yeah, I think it's you know it's obviously done a lot of damage. I think that. Uh, in history, MCs were a little bit more uh, manly and whatnot, uh, more party scenes, and you're starting to see that stuff kind of uh, get more into the family aspect of it. And, uh, you know, you go to an abate party, and, you know, we all love abate, and they throw great parties. So the chili cookout is a great example uh, that they do in uh, the River Moose Lodge. But, uh, you know, you see a lot of families there and stuff, and, you know, you don't see the strippers and whatnot, so it's a little bit different than it was. Back then, but now you get the millennials coming in who are getting butt about everything. So you got to be careful uh, with them because they're they're the generation that's coming in. I
1: guess. <laughs> you like <it> or not. <laughs> Man, I remember when I first came in, man, it was nothing but strippers and partying, let me tell you, you know, and, and, you know, some of the stuff, you know, I can say or post like that because uh, being an entertainer like I am and in the public eye and stuff like that, people watch my every word like that, like after this show, I'll get like 200 emails saying, hey, you shouldn't have said this or shouldn't have said that because they get butt hurt too quick, but they don't really realize the way it used to be, <laughs> really. Yeah, where you
2: can just go smack them in the mouth and be done with it.
1: Right, You know, or you get out there, you, you have a freaking brawl or something like that, then you have a beer and everything's good like that. But, uh, you know, I had uh, a real, I just read an email beca- uh, before coming up here on uh, air from a, uh, uh, a little lady man and she just epitomized uh what the old ladies are you know from my time used to be and it was yep. it was a it was a beautiful email I actually got to write her back <laughs> but uh you know it, it, she understood the way things used to be the way men used to be and compared to now and it kind of seems like men have lost their balls man yeah I hear you you
2: had a con- contributor not too long ago, I think that girl that was uh from that bar fight. I can't recall which uh, MC was involved, but uh, that girl was a real down chick too. You know, she she really said it how it was, and you know, she she got it
1: right. Well, in our time, man, uh, them chicks would grab a damn pull stick with you.
2: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> so, you know, where do you think we're going? Another, you know, ten, fifteen years when we start aging out and stuff like that, because the Vietnam generation starting to age out now.
2: Yeah, I'm well I'm right in the middle of that. So I'm 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 relatively I'm, I've only been uh, involved in the Mason since twenty twelve, so I'm not uh old school, but you know, I'm kind of right in the middle. So I do know a lot of guys that tell me stories and you know, shit, you know what? I don't have to I don't have to wear my cut to go to a strip club, you know?
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> man, I remember having parties and full blown orgies, man. Nowadays they'd sit there and turn <laughs> freaking red in the face and they uh You can't do that, you can't do that <laughs>
2: Yeah, the go-party, like Hog Rock or whatever it was called.
1: Right. <laughs> well, man, I really appreciate you having you yeah, on, man. It was a good conversation and all that. Hopefully, all you out there enjoyed it. Again, you want to give your email address because I know I'm going to start getting emails. Yeah, sure. So, I'm Slider, and my email is WS357Slider at Yahoo. Rock and roll, man, and uh, I apologize earlier. It's widow sons, not wicked sons. My dumb ass is getting high on the program. <laughs> <laughs> puff, puff pass, man. Puff, puff, pass. Hey, man, you're <laughs> in Shy Town, so uh, hopefully uh, I'll be able to see you around and stuff like that. And uh, you know, we'll go out have a hot dog or something and go party. Yep. Rock and roll, man. I'll talk to you later. This is James Hollywood Machicari. Hop on over and check out our new YouTube channel where you can hear Motorcycle Madhouse and watch the Biker Angle. You can look up the new channel by going to our website, HarleyLiberty.com or Insane. Biker News in the YouTube channel search bar. Don't forget to have that prospect, hit the subscribe button, and that bell in the upper right hand corner so you will always be up to date with the new channel content. Motorcycle Madhouse with James Hollywood Machi Curry. Yep, yep. Good to yep. go! Hallelujah! Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. I'd be willing to bet you a handful of sticky nickels that you ain't heard about the great deals we got going on down here at Transdentious Shoppers right now in Love's Park. How about six months of winter storage for only 200 bucks. We also got a bunch of great deals on custom parts, too. With our full machine shop, we make everything right here in-house. Handlebars, exhaust, sissy bars, frames, we do it all. We're your one-stop shop. So give us a call at 815-978-1228 and let us know what we can do for you. Transdentious Shoppers, built with pride, built to ride. The number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded, so you never miss an episode. Don't want to fuck with. Your mouth all glued up with
0: Connie juice. I asked you a question.
1: Oh my god, oh this my girl's god. really turning me on. Suck me sideways. Are well, you going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie? i Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. How are you doing, buddy? You're on air with us on Motorcycle Madhouse.
0: Man, I'm telling you,
1: I'm excited, actually, to get a
0: chance to get out and spread the word about a bait. We call it a bait. Some guys call it a bait. I don't give a shit what they call it. It's a bait.
1: Rock and, and- roll.
0: Yeah, man, we're trying to, you know, do all we can to save lives here. I got a uh, RC with me. Uh, we call them our regional coordinators. Uh, they're like the president of each region. Oh, right. Okay. His name is uh, George Bennett. He, he'll talk to you a little bit about memberships and how we're trying to get young kids coming in. Um uh, I am what's called Hot Rod, the state awareness director. And we're trying to let the public know about sharing the road and trifolds and that we give out to everybody. Man, we go to teaching classes for driver's ed, which uh, we do for an hour, sometimes up to two, depending on how things go. Uh, Typically, we'll teach from 500 to 1,500 students per region. We have 22 regions in the state of Michigan. Man, we go to senior centers. We go to festivals.
1: We go to county fairs and spread the word and try to save lives, man. Rock and roll, man. Now, Abate is one of the biggest organizations uh, in the biker community for biker rights, and I'm one of the biggest supporters of A-Bait. I think anybody that rides a bike should get a, be a member of a Uh, now, am I right in that assumption? Oh, absolutely. Now, you know, what are some of the membership perks? Uh, if somebody's looking to get involved in a uh, can you give a little general overview of uh, membership meetings, all that good stuff? Oh, absolutely.
0: If you join a base, you end up with $3,500 accidental death insurance. You got access to a lawyer free of charge. You could call and ask him questions regarding motorcycle uh, rights or accidents or whatever. He has their own, you know, personal injury deal. We have events that we go to. You know, we have uh, our, what we call the uh, seminar. Which we do in January, which is, uh, for three days. We have the MRF will be there. Uh, the representative from the AMA will have representatives from uh, other organizations. Uh, we have a field meet, which we get together when I uh, listen to your podcast talking about having a good time with, uh, a bait. We do know how to have a
1: good time. Oh my God. We you do guys a- know how to party. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> i know at least in the chicago one you guys can throw down
0: (laughs) hey i'll tell you what you know i'm kind of new at this stuff Uh, it's okay to call you a dave right i'm hollywood man (laughs) okay right no no i gotta get it straight because i'm 65 years old but dude i know a respect and how to do things but i didn't catch that i'm
1: supposed to call you hollywood no problem man Where'd but you where'd you get from, we have Dave? Where, where'd you get Dave from, man? I'm a James Hollywood Machikari, man. <laughs> <laughs> David Mann on <I'm> Legends. <laughs> Rock and roll, man. Uh, go ahead.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, we have a Freedom Rally Lansing that we do. We always get all the uh local senators and house representatives that come to our meeting. Uh, they get free pizza and pop. And who don't like something free, right? No shit, man. <laughs> these guys, Oh, they're all over it. You know, they come in and grab their pizza and shit. We hit them up. We're having issues right now uh, with our uh, legislation regarding House Bill 4306, which uh, a big got pushed through for a $2.50 extra uh, tax or a fee, I should say. Let me correct that. It's a fee on your, when you re- get your license plate or, you know, you get your endorsement.
1: Right.
0: And it's up to $275,000 and our frigging government can't even figure out how to spend the money and they want to do a study. And our president, Vince, is just just mind-boggling that they want to waste our money. We could get with five different states that have already done these studies and they actually want to give us stuff for free.
1: Now, is that kind of like uh, what's going down in Texas? I know uh, Texas has that Riders fund that uh, looks like it's getting uh, messed up by the government. Anything that uh, government handles gets screwed up. But uh, it's kind of the same uh, down the lines, isn't it? Where it's supposed to be uh, yes, spent on Actually, um, uh, motorcycle safety. Go ahead. It's supposed to yeah, be. Hollywood
0: s- It's supposed to be about, uh, uh, what do you call, uh, 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 packs where you, uh, political, what the hell is that word for that, George, that we use on that? Political Action Committee? Uh, we put up billboards. You know, we want to put up stuff to the public about sharing the road. You know, we want spots where there's accidents, a lot of accidents for motorcyclists to put up a sign. You know, stuff like that, which doesn't cost a whole hell of a lot, but just these dumbasses got to get up off their butts and do it.
1: Right, right. Well, one of the biggest, uh, now, when I was coming up, I first got started and stuff. This is way back in dinosaurs' age. You probably, too, man. You're probably a T-Rex at 65. You know, I'm maybe <laughs> just a little, uh, you know, a rhinoceros or some shit. But, uh, right you know, when we were coming up, we didn't have the problem that the, they have now. These people, these cagers, and they're texting. You know, how many people oh, are awful. we going to lose over these, these people who can't stay off the damn phone and text? It's awful. Do we have anything in the pipeline from a bait trying to fight the texting?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, We do have some things that we're working on right now. We just recently changed our vision statement. It was, uh, you know, of course, we always promote safe operating practices and raising motorist awareness of motorcycles in Michigan. And we changed our vision statement to say that we will work diligently to increase The penalties to anyone who injures or causes a fatality to a motorcyclist or their passenger and will work with other organizations in order to preserve the universal right to a safe, unrestricted motorcycle environment on a state and
1: national level. Brock, uh, now what are you guys asking for for mandatory minimums?
0: Well, there's the thing, you know, we've had so many deaths lately in our area alone with uh, people that were distracted driving, hit them head-on, mangle them up, kill them, and they'll get, they said, well, we didn't see them. You know, our motto is look twice, save a life. Motorcycles are everywhere. Right. And we're trying to push that on a national level with the MIF and other organizations to, instead of
1: saying, hey, watch out for motorcycles, look twice. Now, is is the DOT on the federal level involved in this or no?
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, We're doing all we can. That's why with with the monies, we have up to $275,000 for these guys to work with. And they're going to piss away a ton of it to just do a study. Oh, my God. Which is awful. (laughs) Yeah, really. Go figure, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I'm surprised it hasn't ended up in China or some shit right now, the way they spend Exactly. But two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars, and they want to use it for a yeah. study. Where a where's the fun. other A? Uh, uh, is the other A-Bates helping out on this, or? Well, see, nationally with the MRF, their
0: their biggest issue right now is profiling,
1: and there's a lot you know, of that we, going around right now. Texas right now is the damn freaking the whole center of that world right now uh the profiling. And I'm glad you're a member, you know, you're a member of A-Bait. Can you tell my audience? Uh, they just think uh, the profiling is just against regular club members, but it goes all around. Oh, hell no.
0: Oh, hell no. They don't care what you're wearing. If that officer looks at you and he wants to stop you because you may have a patch on, you may have just a jacket on it, says something on the back of it, he pulls you over. He's going over everything, man, with a fine-tooth comb to find any weed can it call you a gang member or to you know to harass you you right. know in any manner he can
1: right now where is a babe uh you know not to get off subject with the michigan stuff we'll uh go right around uh back to that but uh what do you guys think about what's going on to uh with the mongols out in cali man well you know we
0: stay up on that shit
1: right right what do you guys uh are you guys uh Putting a briefs in for that, or you know, how are, is A-bait involved in uh, helping uh, fight uh, that? Because we got hashtag save the patch now, man, so we're hoping that catches on.
0: I haven't heard this one, brother. You're going to have to run it by me.
1: Yeah, hashtag save the patch, man. Anytime anybody wants to write something down, just put that hashtag save the patch so people are informed. That's what's going on there right now. And what I try okay. to explain to everybody is... Not only if a one percenter club loses their patch to something like the government's trying to do right now, but you are with Abate and you are in a position of power that, can we agree, even if you have an Abate patch on, they can start pulling you over for that. Yep. Can you explain more on that? Absolutely.
0: Well, yeah, the thing is, we have a representative here. His name is Gene. And he's a, he's our MRF representative for the state of Michigan. And that's a big issue with when you mentioned the meeting of the mind, when you mentioned going down to Washington DC, it's a big deal trying to figure out how we can come up with a law or some sort of, I how do you say it, uh, anti-profiling? Yes, yeah, absolutely.
1: Now, is that one that's kind of similar to the one that uh, I think it failed just by a couple boats in Cali, but is it going to be something similar to that one where the cops can't, uh, you know, just because you got a patch or you're on a bike or something like that profile you? That's the intention. Rock on, rock on. I really appreciate that. Man, i am tell you, I'm
0: just tickled pink. I got a chance to talk to you because you got a lot of people out there following you because you're a smart-ass dude, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're worldwide, but You are You guys are welcome on my show anytime. Like I said, I'm a huge, you know, I'm huge supporter of a bait And if anybody out there is not a, a part of a they're out of their freaking mind. You know, not only because you get, uh, you know, so much for being a member, and as far as, you know, discounts and, you know, stuff that you were talking about, the legislative. If it wasn't for A bait, guys like me here in freaking Illinois would be wearing a damn helmet when I didn't want to. But you guys have fought so hard over the last decades to, for motorcyclists, really for, for motorcycle rights that, you know, and like a, you you said, you guys not a party dude. I love going to an eBay party, man. Woo! <laughs> it's old school up in that man right there. You know, you got to remember, I love old school stuff, man. I can't stand the big rallies like Daytona or Sturges because they're too commercialized. But when you go to a right. go to an eBay hill climb or a flat track, oh, it's on!
0: <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> we got we got uh, some some stuff that George and I what uh, actually, and I don't know if this is possible or if you do this kind of thing, but if we could meet up over at your place and, and put it on your podcast so
1: people could see it and talk to us, we'd be willing to do it. Oh, well, you know, you should have said that. We could uh, I, If you got Skype, I could have brought you in tonight like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, what's that? Uh, it's Skype. It's a, a video conference type of deal. It's a free thing. You just dial in. I could have had John camera with me.
0: Man, that would have been really cool, but we're gonna we're gonna do more uh trying to keep up with you, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And if I could get say some of our officers that would like to talk legislation with you or a president or you got anybody whatever. there, you
1: got anybody there with you now?
0: Yeah, I do. I got my uh, RC. Here's his name is George Bennett. Well throw him uh, on he, real quick. He wanted to talk to you, Lopez. Here he is, man.
1: Hello George, what's up, man? How you doing, buddy? What's happening in Hollywood? Uh, not much, man. How, how's uh, Michigan up there, man? You about as cold as we are here in Illinois? Yep, yep, just about as cold. I think uh, uh, it's probably colder, man. Hey, I remember going through Michigan, man. I was going up for a ride and stuff like that. And uh, you know, my favorite thing is I like throwing dice. So you know, I had to go stop at Windsor, go over the bridge and stuff like that. Let me tell you, yep. getting over there to spend my money was easy. Getting back in this damn country is hard as hell. <laughs> Yeah, I don't bother going over that way. (laughs) (laughs) So, what do you got? Too hard to get back. What do you got on tap for us, man? What kind of stuff you got? Um, I'm running
0: region 14. It's called. I'm one of the largest regions in Michigan right now. My average meetings, I'm averaging 70 people at a meeting. It's more of a a family deal. We get involved with uh, different communities, events that they got going on. We actually went to Lansing, and they were going to try to charge each biker an extra $100. So we saved
2: each guy on a motorcycle in Michigan, for the last two years, $100 on their license plate. They are going to try to charge them all the same bullshit fees that they did on their car. Holy shit. So you add that up how many bikes we have in Michigan,
1: you know, right. they saved them $100 on each license plate. Man, that is aw- Now, what is the uh, yearly tag fee out there? Because out here, it's like two hundred in Illinois. We do they they a bunch of crooks uh, out here. Yeah, you can get a, a, a my plate on my bike. Costs twenty nine dollars. Wow! And how much of that twenty nine goes into this fund you're talking about? Um, the fund is only when you renew your license plate and the, uh, the endorsement. Endorsement? Okay, and how much of that yep. supposedly is supposed to go to the fund? Um, It works out to be $5 once it goes through the whole thing. I think it's $2 right now. Okay. And that's and where, that's- now that's where they want to blow it on this study you're talking about. Yeah,
0: and we can get the same studies from five different states for free. Right. You know, if it's going to sell you the same thing, and they want to blow all the money to find out the same thing they can get for free.
1: Now, uh, have you talked with your uh, congressional uh, liaison on this? Yes, we have. And what's he say? Um, I'll let Hot Rod discuss that with you. Okay. What up, Hollywood? What's up, Hot Rod? I love that nickname, what Hot Rod.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, what's your congressional liaison say about, you know, you can get this study for free from five different states, but they want to spend the money out of the fund? That's because they're lazy. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> so we, the bitches, we, we all know that. <laughs> they could get all the, they could get everything they need for free from five different states. We got New York, we got Pennsylvania, we got other areas that did these studies regarding awareness, and these guys are so damn lazy. We actually go to meetings with these guys, Hollywood, and we'll sit around, and we're called the Michigan Safety Organization, where we actually, you know, come up with how to do the road safely, you know, what ways can we save lives, and they'll ask them, and they're government-paid employees, where's your report? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't got one. Look, you're making fifty grand a year. What do you do all day? Right, right. Man, that's sad right there. <laughs> dude, it's some silly shit. When um, you sit around with these guys who are supposed to be adjumigated, they don't know what the hell they're doing.
1: Man, you know what? That's most politicians nowadays, man, with the way uh, things are going right now. <laughs> Hollywood, you should be a politician, dude. You could do a hell of a job. <laughs> <laughs> man, they wouldn't let me through the front door, let me tell you. <laughs> You might be surprised you walk in without 10 of your buddies. <laughs> Rock on. Well, you guys got any events coming up? Yeah, yeah, we do.
0: We have a seminar coming up in Lansing on the 19th, the 20th, and the 21st. 18, 19, and 20th uh, in Lansing at a really nice place. We have uh, some guy that builds motorcycles. We have, uh, we teach uh, awareness classes for a lot of the members who are teaching, you know, new things. We got George putting on how to get members to come to your meeting. I mean, dude, what we get, what we're at, if a young man walks in the door, let's say he's 20, 19. Cause you got to be 18 years old to be a, a member of a babe. Right. And we get a 20-year-old walk in the door, man, we go up and talk to him. We shake his hand. We pat him on the back. We ask him how everything is. We don't treat him, you know, like a probie or nothing. Right. You know, he's welcome here, man. This is us. You don't need to have a motorcycle
2: right. to be
0: an Abate member. I'd like to see more people of color in our organization. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see more people who win.
1: health if they're in wheelchairs, come on in and join us, man. Hang out. You know what I need to do, man, is get you on uh, on one of uh, BD shows, man. Black Dragon, man. He can help you that way. Yeah, that dude, I heard of this guy. Yeah, he's a pretty cool cat. And I can, uh, try, I'll try to get you an arrangement with, uh, him. But, uh, now, if somebody That's wants awesome. to become a member of A how do they go about it?
0: It's it's called, uh, www.abateofmichigan.org abate, and you slash join membership. That's
1: it. Okay. Now, if they're not in Michigan and they're in, say, another state, is there a national site they can go to? No, no, but you can go to that
0: state and you just type in a bait of your state where you're at because we do have an almost every
1: state and it'll come up. Okay, rock on. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. You guys are uh, welcome on the show anytime you need to get anything out there. You know, I love that. You, you know, you're a funny guy, Hot huh, Rod. <laughs> I love guys that hey, are funny. Hey, brother,
0: I tell you what, you ain't seen nothing yet. You get a couple beers in me and we will have a good time. Rock
1: and roll, man. When you got some, when you got a party going on next year during the summertime, man, I'll ride out there, man, and come see us. I'd like anything more to meet you and, and and discuss things with you because talking to somebody that makes sense just makes my day. Rock and roll, man. I really appreciate that, man. Well, you tell everybody else over there that's with you that I said hi, and the rest of the audience says hi. And you guys are kicking butt, man. You guys keep on doing it. Thank you, my friend. Hi, this is James Hollywood, Machikari, host of the Popular Biker Angle on YouTube and Motorcycle Madhouses Radio Podcast on IR Radio. I like to invite everyone to check out my new books, The New Age of Biking and Brotherhood, and the number one new release in the transportation history category. Iron Order Motorcycle Club, the year that changed the motorcycle club scene. You will get a no-nonsense look at the current happenings in the scene. Both titles are available on paperback and Kindle through all major retailers, as well as an audio version of both of the books on Insane Throttle Publishing. Rock on!
0: Hey, how you doing? This is New York with Out of the Box, O-U-T-D-A, D-A, Box, Products.com. We make custom t-shirts and other apparel. We have new shirts, motorcycle shirts, hoodies and tees, fitness-related shirts, inspirational wear, custom watches, and almost anything else you can think of. And if we don't have what you like, just shoot us a message and we'll bring your own ideas to life. Contact us. Take it easy.
1: Hey
2: there, this is Hollywood from the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. And you're listening
1: to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. Want to keep up with all my projects? Then head on over to my Twitter account at Glow Hollywood.
2: And don't forget to listen to Motorcycle Madhouse every Tuesday and Saturday on
1: all iTunes, iHeartRadio, and all major podcasting platforms. Walt X Found, third American to ride the International Six Days Trial, Southern California off road racer of the 1950s and 60s, many time winner of off-road events on Catalina Island on this segment of Legends of the Motorcycle Scene. Walt Axelm was an influential off-road rider of the 1950s and 60s. He was one of the first Americans to compete in the prestigious International Six Days Trials, now called the International Six-Day Enduro. Axthelm won numerous off-road events in Southern California during his racing career, including a class in the popular Catalina Grand Prix. He rode with Backlin from several factories during his career and was one of the first riders in America to race factory-backed Suzuki's in off-road races. Axthelm was born in Upland, Pennsylvania in 1933. His family moved to Southern California when he was 14 years old, and shortly afterwards Walt got a junior motor license on his first motorbike, a Schwinn Bicycle Frame witzer. He later got a more advanced Witzer with Springer suspension, a two-speed gearbox with chain drive. He raced against his buddies who had Cushman, Powell, and other brands of scooters. He lived in Compton, and in the afternoons, he would go down to Los Angeles Riverbed and practice riding until dark. By the time Walt was 17, he began racing his first true motorcycle, a rigid frame Royal Enfield, which had no rear suspension and all of two inches of fork travel. One of the first races I entered was the Big Bear Run in 1951. A big race they held annually in Southern California, Atham said. It was one of the two big events we looked forward to every year, the other one being the Catalina Island. The Big Bear Run started in the desert and made a big loop from the Lucene Valley out to Barstow and then up to the canyon to Foxkin up at Big Bear. It was about a hundred and a mile. Hare and Hound. The race went across some dry lake beds, but the first year I rode it, they weren't dry. It was so gooey that the muck built up in my back wheel and it locked up solid. I had to take my back fender off just so I could get out of there. Axelum wasn't discouraged by his difficult debut in racing. He began racing in Scrambles events on an AJS in Palazzo Verde. Gradually, he worked his way up to become one of the leading off-road racers in Southern California. His first sponsored ride came in 1954 when he was backed by Louis Thomas, BSA shop in East L.A. Riding a BSA Gold Star Scrambler in 1955, Axelum earned the District 37 Southern California number one play. They threw everything in together, Axelum said of the points chase for number one, desert races, scrambles, and everything to get your points. Axelum was sponsored indirectly by B.S.A., Thomas' shop. Ha! Elzina, B.S.A.'s western distributor, was supplying the bikes to Louis, and they built them there. Walt explained, Off-road riding didn't pay anything back then, so I never got any money from B.S.A. No one was making money from that type of racing back then. Axelium gave pro flat track racing a brief try, but never warmed up to it. Southern California flat track star George Everett was in the military reserves, and he offered to let Walt race his flat track bike while he was on duty. I went up to Gardena, and one of George's bikes, Axelium recalls, At the time, they weren't using brakes on the bikes, and I think I scared myself silly. I remember one of the fellas told me when I drive into a corner and feel the front end push, just turn the throttle on and bring it the back end around. On those clay tracks, they were so tacky, I just couldn't bring myself to do that. Walt did go on to do fairly well in the local TTs, but he said flat tracking never was his cup of tea. The Catalina Grand Prix was the high point of the riding season and racing season on the West Coast. In 1956, Axleum won Saturday's featured 50-mile race and then scored second to Chuck Murnett in Sunday's 100-mile final. Both riders were on BSAs. Walt said Catalina was a great racing circuit. It was unique in that we started in the town Avalon and started on the road that went up to the airport, he said. It didn't go far before it ran out of pavement and went to dirt. It went on fire roads and then came back down to the golf course on what they call the hour Trail. It then crossed the golf course and picked up pavement again, coming back into town. They had a nice high-speed jump coming down on the pavement. We had to find a nice combination tire that worked well on the fire roads as well as on the pavement in town. It was an interesting course. It was kind of a Grand Prix course that they later picked up, doing again over at Ellister. Walt went on to explain that the race bikes would be loaded in mass on a bar- barrage on Thursday to go to the island. Riders were not able to practice the course, but Walt and some of his buddies figured out a way around that. We would always try to get on the hay bale crew so we could at least drive around the course setting hay bales so we could see what the course was like, Axelium explained. Looking back on his victory in Catalina's 50-miler, Walt most remembers a run-in with Triumph flat track rider Don Holly. I knew how aggressive Don was from track racing, Walt said. He had a reputation for running into people. When he came out of the corner heading up to the golf course and Don got inside of me, And coming out, he reached over with one arm and gave me a big thump on the chest. I thought, whoa, what's with this guy? Off the track, Axiom became a draftsman. He was involved early in computerized drafting and put his skills to work in the aviation industry. He worked on solid modeling and became a contract engineer for Boeing. He also had Suzuki shop in Pamamora that he ran with partners in the 1970s. By the early 60s, Walt had moved from riding the big four-strokes to the lighter, more nimble two-stroke off-road machines. He began riding Jawas and CECs, and that led to an opportunity to compete in the ISBT. The U.S. Jawa importer helped set up the trip to Austria for Axelum. They supplied me with a motorcycle, put me up in a motel, and took care of my expenses, Axelum said. At that time, it was a thought that I was the first American to compete in the ISDT. And that's the way they advertise it. Walt went back to the ISDT with the American team at the Iowa Man in 1965. It was held in horrible conditions that year, and all the Americans were out of competition by the third day. Walt was one of the pioneering motocross riders in Southern California in the 1960s. He had direct exposure to European motocross having ridden on some of the tracks as a guest of Jawa when he went over to Europe in the 60s. As a result, he became one of the early proponents of motocross racing in America and participated in many of the earliest motocross events in America, including the Interam races put on by Edison Die. Rock on, and that's excellent! And that is your Legend of the Motorcycle Scene. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and check me out over on Biker Angle. Also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle crack wide open. Holiday tips and wine stories from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over one million bubbles in a glass of champagne? Here's to a whole lot of celebrating.
0: Crisp whites like
1: a floral Sauvignon Blanc pairs perfectly with shrimp cocktail and other light appetizers. Now that's how you kick off a holiday meal. Don't stress about choosing the right wine for a meaningful gift. Consider me your wine concierge. As you check off that gift list this holiday season, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine & More. Cheers.